0: Hey, this is Ryan,
1: and this is Whitney, and
0: this is the Best Life Ever JW Podcast.
1: This is our first podcast, and we hope that you guys enjoy it.
0: Thanks. So, today we're going to talk about Aaron. a a a a A-A-R-O-N. And this is from the Insight on the Scriptures book, Volume 1, First Subject, Aaron.
1: Yes. So, it's hard to beat being on the top of the list with a name, with two A's. That's
0: so, right. A A. Yes. Um, and so Whitney's gonna kind of take the lead on this one, and she did most of the research. So,
1: gonna attempt. Yeah. <laughs> and just, yeah.
0: I'm just gonna talk about it. So, let's go, Aaron.
1: All right. Um, I apologize ahead of time for my lack of flow, but we're gonna we're gonna try this, okay? You all love me, right? Yep. Okay, then. So Aaron was born in Egypt in 1597 BCE, and he died in uh, 1474 on My- Mount Hor. Uh, so he lived to the ripe old age of 123 years. Um, that is like, that's so awesome. One, two, three years. One, two, three. I like that a lot. That's aesthetically pleasing to look at.
0: What about three, two, one?
1: Three, two, one. Uh, yeah, that'd be the next yeah. best one. But yeah, um, and we're gonna talk about how he died later on in the episode. But just getting that out there right away. Um, so Aaron's history. So his great grandfather was Levi. So his parents were from. They were descendants of him, meaning they're they're from the tribe of Levi. Uh, his parents were Amram and Jochebed. And it says in Exodus uh, 620, now Amram took Jochebed, his father's sister, as his wife.
0: So that would be his aunt.
1: Yeah, if you notice there. Yeah. Um, we read somewhere, too, that other Bible translation, translations say that she was his cousin or something like that. We don't know for sure, but we do know they were related differently, but different times and... At least back then, they were closer to perfection, so their babies weren't completely deformed, you know, when they were born. Anyways, uh, he had an older sister, Miriam, and a younger brother, Moses. Everybody knows Moses. So, yeah, um, he married Elisheba. I don't remember what family that she's from, but they had four sons, uh, Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar, And I apologize ahead of time if I am butchering these names. Uh, I'm doing the best I can, okay?
0: And I never knew, I don't know why I didn't know, that Aaron and Moses were brothers.
1: Right. Yeah, um, for some odd reason, I didn't either. And I know positively that we have studied Aaron and we've read articles and blah, 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 blah. Uh, We definitely should have known that. But for some reason, that particular fact did not stick to our brains. But that's why we're doing this. We're educating ourselves. We are meditating and we are sounding down into our hearts and brains the good information. Anyways.
0: And I know that I knew that Jehovah talking to Moses, saying, talking about Aaron, saying, I know that he can really speak. But I just thought he was talking about some other random person that was going to take the lead for Moses and speaking to Pharaoh.
1: Yeah, be like, here's your best friend know. now. Yeah. Weird. It makes more sense that they're brothers for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I found in Exodus 7-7 that it says that Moses was 80 years old and Aaron was 83 years old when they spoke to Pharaoh. So they were not young chicks when um, Aaron started speaking for Moses. Um so that was, that was interesting. I didn't realize that they were that old. And, uh, actually it was Aaron who performed the first miraculous sign before Pharaoh and his magic practicing priests. And at of course, Moses order, um, he signaled him to start the 10 plagues. So I didn't realize that it was Aaron that, uh, Jehovah gave the power to, to, um, perform those signs. Hmm. So I found yeah. that to be really interesting. Um, and I guess when they were in the, um, wilderness wandering for 40 years, uh, he didn't talk as much for Moses. He didn't really have to. Um, so I found that to be a little bit interesting as well. Uh, and Aaron and Moses, they had a really good relationship and they stuck together till the day he died. Uh, Moses was actually there with him when he died
0: yeah and that that scripture in numbers t- uh, chapter 20 saying that they are spoken of as acting and speaking together right at the time of Aaron's death so mm-hmm. yeah, they still got along until the age of one, two three
1: yeah, and both of them, especially Aaron, they made their fair share of pretty major mistakes, but thank goodness they had brotherly love um and this was after the you know massive exodus. And uh Moses was able to go up to Mount Sinai to talk to Jehovah. But Aaron was not allowed to go up. Um, but with his two sons and seventy men they could approach the mountain and see God's glory. Not a hundred percent sure what that means if they saw a bright light or something like that. Um that's just that's all that the insight book said. Mm-hmm. Um But of course, everybody knows while Moses was gone, Aaron was talked into making a gold calf. Um, And so, yeah, that didn't go so well. Um, And because of that, Jehovah's anger blazed against him, and Jehovah was willing to kill him right off the bat, but Moses um, immediately, you know, went to Jehovah and Begged for forgiveness for him and everything, and to talk to him. And Jehovah, um, spoke to Israel and was like, "Um, okay, guys, what's up? Why? What? What is wrong with you?"
0: And it's interesting. Uh, interesting at uh Exodus thirty-two verse ten, um, seeing that Jehovah didn't single Aaron out as being the prime wrongdoer, mm-hmm. uh, he says, "So now let it me be that my anger may blaze against them, and I may exterminate them." So he wasn't saying like. Aaron did this. he instigated it. He's the one that is in the in trouble for it. It was the entire group that was um, misled and and causing it.
1: Yeah, that was the thing. Uh, Aaron never instigated any trouble making, and that's what got him out of too bad of trouble every single time. but yeah, and the fact that when Jehovah spoke to them, uh, Aaron immediately was just like, oh, I, you know what my bad. I'm so sorry um, Jehovah sensed that his true heart condition and forgave him. And then him as well of the rest of the Levites were ordered to go and kill the rest of the idolatrous people. So that's a bummer. And still, I just, it it never makes sense to me. It's like, okay, people, you just, you saw the 10 plagues. You just got out of Egypt. You saw firsthand Jehovah parting the Red Sea, crossing the Red Sea, and seeing the Egyptian army wiped out. Moses has only gone for 40 days, okay? 40 days. That is not that long. And they immediately are like, okay, let's build an idol calf. Yeah. And it, it's like, did you not learn anything from the 10 plagues and everything like that when you're in Egypt? where there's, like, idol worship everywhere. I just, uh, I don't get it. But anyways, thank goodness Aaron was spared. Um, and because of his faith and everything like that, uh, Jehovah appointed him as high priest after this whole thing.
0: And it's interesting, too, in the Inside Book, it brings out that his subsequent actions showed that it was mm. not, a heart, not in heart harmony with the idolatrous movement but simply giving into pressure of the rebels. Yeah. So he wasn't wasn't instigating, it wasn't him trying to be idolatrous. It's just him giving into basically like peer pressure.
1: Yeah. Yep, pretty much. Peer pressure it's a it's a big deal. It's a difficult thing for sure. Um
0: The next part I brought out in the inside book was about the uh Aaron and Miriam versus Moses um encounter. Uh, where they started to criticize Moses for his marriage to the Cushite woman. Mm -hmm. And so they were challenging Moses' relationship and Jehovah's relationship together. They said in Numbers 12, uh, 1 and 2, is it just by Moses alone that Jehovah has spoken? Is it not by us also that he has spoken? And so they're basically saying, like, why are we listening to Moses? Because we also have... Blessings and and prophesying. So why Didn't is Moses marry so special?
1: A random person out of the, the tribe that I'm supposed to marry. Yeah. And this happened when they're out in the wilderness.
0: Too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but Jehovah took, as it brings out, swift action. Uh, he brought the three before him in the tent of meeting, and basically showed that you're disrespecting Jehovah's appointment. Um, and Miriam was struck with leprosy for uh, questioning Moses. Uh, But Moses being loving, asked and pleaded for Jehovah to uh, take the leprosy away from her. And so in this same situation, Aaron again shared responsibility for the wrongdoing um, by failing to sanctify and honor Jehovah and Moses' relationship. But we see that again, he's not the one that was instigating.
1: If if he had equal share in it, he would have been struck with leprosy as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then it brought out that he had brings out his right heart attitude manifests itself by his immediate confession and apology for the foolishness of their act and by his agonized plea for Moses interception. Mhm. So he's it's obvious that he also had, you know, a right heart condition. And so Miriam, uh Jehovah Uh, followed what Moses said and requested. And he did take the leprosy away from Miriam, uh, but she was still cast out for uh, seven days for uh, uncleanness. So yeah, we see that Jehovah was merciful because he listened to Moses and Moses being a a meek person. Meekest. The meekest.
1: Yep. So yeah, uh, God made him into a priest after the whole calf incident. Um, and his four sons were actually under priests under him, um, and it's crazy the account how long it goes and how descriptive it is. Um, but pretty much, Jehovah told Moses to dress Aaron in very specific clothing to show his priestlyhood or whatever you want to call it, um, and it was beautiful garment made of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet materials, um, including shoulder pieces and a breast piece that was adorned with precious gems and varied colors. On his head was placed a turban of fine linen, and attached to it was a plate of pure gold engraved with the words, Holiness belongs to Jehovah. Um, And I'm looking at a diagram here, and yeah, it's pretty colorful. Uh, And one of the scriptures, it was talking about how those colors that I mentioned it the ephod which i didn't realize what ephod was until now it is the sleeveless um garment that you put on top of uh your robe
0: this one that kind of just like hangs hangs over your chest
1: it's almost like a short jumper if you you know uh and yeah they use all those colors um and which is very very pretty uh yeah, so the the ephod's only worn by uh, Jewish priests, I guess. Um, and with him, you have a a blue robe underneath, and then a white tunic underneath, and um, the the ephod goes over the top. And it goes into more um, detail about the stones and everything like that. In Exodus twenty eight seventeen, it says the first row is going to be ruby, topaz, and emerald. The second row is turquoise, sapphire, and jasper. The third row is leshem stone, agate, and amethyst. And the fourth row is crystallite, onyx, and jade. And I didn't know what leshem was, so I looked it up, and really no one knows for sure what it is. It is unidentified, but they're guessing it could be amber, hyacinth, opal, or tourmaline. Um, But they don't know for sure. Uh, so pretty much he only wore this stuff for um, special occasions Uh, it says on high state occasions he wore it and wore the shining plate of gold on his linen turban and he also wore the breast piece that came the Urim and the Thummim no (laughs) Thummim enabling him to serve or receive Jehovah's yes or no to national problems so he didn't wear it all the time
0: so during the 40 years there were lots of times that the Israelites were rebellious um, against Israelites. Moses and uh, and Aaron. Uh, one of those situations was by the Levite named Korah with the Reubenites uh, Dathan, Abiram, and On. They were complaining against the leadership of Moses and Aaron mm-hmm. and this is when Jehovah had caused the earth to open up beneath them and that's when Aaron, uh, he took, what's it say, the fire holder and uh, was making ins- atonement the, for the people.
1: Yeah, the incense.
0: And he was standing between the dead and the living until the scourge was stopped. So we see here how he had courage and obediently was following the direction and was showing faith by doing that.
1: Mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, Jehovah directed that 12 rods, each representing one of the 12 tribes, be placed in the tabernacle. And whichever one um, that he favored, he would have flour. Um, so, Flowers,
0: not, not the flour like you cook with.
1: Yes. The, the, yes. <laughs> like, it's, it's a tree kind of thing. Um, and, of course, the rod of the tribe of Levi... Um, they inscribed Aaron's name on it, and it was the following day that Moses entered um, the tent of the testimony and found that Aaron's rod had budded, blossomed with flowers, and bore ripe almonds. So I bet that was really cool to see. Um, so that didn't leave any, you know guess of who Jehovah favored to be a high priest. Um And they actually took that rod. And they placed it on the Ark of the Covenant as a sign to the sons of rebelliousness. Um, Though it appears that after the death of these rebellious ones, the entry of the nation and the entry of the nation into the land of promise, the rod was removed, having served its purpose.
0: So it's obvious that Jehovah approved of Aaron.
1: Yeah.
0: Obviously he was being blessed and he was um, following Jehovah's direction and Jehovah... Bless him for that. It was mm-hmm. obvious that he's being used. Yeah. So now we're going to talk about one more of the things that the wrongdoing that Aaron Sheridan, and that has to do with um, him and Moses failing to sanctify and honor Jehovah um, about getting the water uh, at Meribah in Kadesh. Mm-hmm. And so this is when they just they said, okay, we're going to take care of it. We're going to get you water. You guys keep complaining about it. So here you go. But they didn't show that it was from Jehovah.
1: Yeah. So uh, Jehovah gave him three commandments and Moses and Aaron fulfilled the first two, but not fulfill the third one because, yeah, they didn't give glory to Jehovah that the water was coming from them. But instead Moses said, here now, you rebels. Must we bring out water for you from this crag? And as you would notice, he said, we, as in Moses and Aaron, not Jehovah. Um, and of course, he did strike the crag twice and water did come out. But because of this, Jehovah said, because you didn't show faith in me and sanctify me before the eyes of the people of Israel, you will not bring this congregation into the land that I will give to them. So bum bum bum, <laughs> they don't get to go to the Promised Land because they keep screwing up, and I guess this was just the last time that they're allowed to screw up. Yeah. Um.
0: And so, what about uh, right at the crossing of the Jordan? How did how did Aaron?
1: Well, it says here on the first day of the month of Ab it's the 40th year following the exodus. So it's obviously the end of their 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. Um, they were camped on the frontier of Edom before Mount Hor, Um, and they knew that within a matter of months, they're going to be crossing over the Jordan. Um, but Jehovah had, uh, said earlier that Aaron, he's going to die. He's not going to cross over, uh, so, at Jehovah's instruction, with the camp watching, Aaron, his son Eleazar, because his other, I know he has four, but two of his sons were killed earlier on by uh, abusing their priestly power, I guess, so Jehovah put an end to them. But anyways, with son Eleazar, Eli- gosh, I can't speak, um, and Moses, they went up to the top of the mountain, a mountain whore. And that is where uh, Moses removed all the priestly fancy garments from Aaron and put them on his son, uh, Eleazar, uh, at Jehovah's command. And all it says is, then Aaron died. So I don't know (laughs) if he just dropped dead uh, right there or like what happened there. I don't know. It
0: says he died on top of the mountain. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that, whatever that means. Yeah, uh,
1: there's no other details than that.
0: Um, I find it inter- interesting um, Numbers twenty verse twenty nine, when all the assembly saw that Aaron had died, the entire house of Israel wept for Aaron for thirty days. Yeah. So he obviously was a, a loved and appreciated person in the in the tribe of Israel.
1: Yeah, he was with them since before for the forty, 40 plus years. years, and he was the big the head honcho. So. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in charge of a lot. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Um, so, uh, he was not only placed over all the priesthood, but was also divinely declared to be the one from whose line or house all future priests must come from. So that was a big deal. He was, uh, responsible for directing all features of worship at the tabernacle and so sur- supervising the work of thousands of Levites engaging in its service. Um, On the annual Day of Atonement, he was the one that presented the sin offerings for the priesthood and the Levites and the people of Israel. And he was the only one that was allowed to enter the Most Holy of the Tabernacle with the sacrificial blood of the animals. Um, He also did the daily offering of, of the incense and the presentation of the first fruits of the grain harvest and many other features of the worship were exclusive to him, so he um,
0: obviously was uh, had a lot of responsibilities. Yeah, and Jehovah wanted him to be responsible for those.
1: Yeah, and since he was responsible to teach the nation the word of God as well, okay. So yeah, he was he was kind of big dude. He he had you know everybody know him, and he was someone to look up to for right. sure.
0: So even though he had those three um, issues uh, come up. Uh, three wrongdoings. we see that um in the end, he wasn't the principal initiator of the wrong actions. Um, he seemed to have been the one that was more uh, giving into peer pressure or the or in the circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so we see that you know he Jehovah still used him. Jehovah still wanted him to help lead the people, and so he had a, a lot of responsibilities. Um it's interesting because uh, at the end of this insight book article, it brings out, um, his name is thereafter used in the scriptures in an honorable way. Uh, we see this at Psalms 115, verse 12, says that Jehovah remembers us and will bless. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. So he was spoken of um, books later in the Bible. And so he was he had a, a good legacy and uh, well for his uh, lifetime on earth.
1: Yeah, and he kind of served an example for Jesus Mm -hmm. when he was on the earth as well. Um, Yeah. And, yeah, so obviously, no, yeah, he wasn't allowed to go to the promised land. But as Ryan just stated, obviously Jehovah still loved him. And he's still going to be in his memory. And we're still going to be able to, you know, wait for him to be resurrected in the new system. We'll be able to quiz him.
0: So what can we learn from Aaron? What can we How can we apply his example? How what can we How can we apply it and benefit from it? Um don't give in to peer pressure.
1: Don't give in to peer pressure. Try and be a translator for people who can't yeah. speak. Very good.
0: Not sure if that's a lesson <laughs> but maybe.
1: <laughs> no, just like, you know, don't don't
0: so, so the times when he did have wrongdoing, when he got in trouble, it was following the crowd, giving into what the crowd wanted him to do, uh, the golden calf, you know, talking bad against Moses, yep. um, complaining about the people and taking,
1: uh, but the difference with him was he wasn't the one to point fingers. He right off the bat, every time when he realized that he had done something wrong, he would take responsibility for it he would say you know what that was wrong my bad um so yeah he he held himself accountable
0: so then we should be humble as well yes admit when we're wrong and don't 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 give any peer pressure Mm -mm. (laughs) that's the main thing i get out of this one
1: and we're allowed to wear pretty gems
0: for the for the girls
1: yeah, it's for the ladies for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's Aaron.
1: It is, yes.
0: Moses' brother.
1: Yeah. I I hope you guys learned something new as well. Maybe possibly we're not alone in this boat of not realizing that Aaron was Moses' brother.
0: And Miriam it was their sister. Yeah. I just thought yeah, I just thought of some lady who was complaining about Moses.
1: Yeah. talking about who's this about chick him. I don't know yeah I didn't know she deserves to be struck with leprosy until oh like the goodness. like the
0: second sentence in this article <laughs> then I'm like oh
1: <laughs> whoopsie that's a pretty main
0: <laughs> fact so, so yeah. yeah that's Aaron, mm-hmm. a good example for us and a good example for us to good and bad example good and bad example yeah well thanks guys hope you enjoyed it and let us know what we can do better the next time probably be more fluent speakers (laughs) and um yeah yeah there you go thank you thanks Mm -hmm. this has been the best life ever jw podcast and hope you guys enjoy the next one thanks